0: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did the spirit of a grandfather return with a message of hope for one woman late in the night?
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown. Possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That
0: it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to call at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, right in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you like the show, become an extra podcast person, and EPP as we call them. You sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com. Slash real ghost stories five dollars a month gets you access to all of our bonus material uh, All of our advanced episodes all of the archive of episodes Which is quite literally the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories All of it ad free so if you uh, like the show and would like to not have ads anymore That's how you do it Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories It's tony and harper with you on today's episode of the show And how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Yeah. I got the you got the wood dropped off for my treehouse.
0: Yes, that did happen today, didn't it? It did. Yes, that was kind of exciting to see. We've been planning that since like February. Yeah. And it has now magically arrived. Yeah. So I'm going to get you a drill and a hammer and some no. nails and a ladder no. and you go to town and you build the baddest ass treehouse you ever wanted.
1: No, I'm not building that treehouse. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll have somebody do that for you. Yeah. That'd be good for you. Um, So, yeah, there's progress being made there. Yeah, It's exciting. Hopefully uh, in the next uh, weeks or two where you'll uh, be able to go up and sit in a tree and talk to horses from the sky. Yeah. Literally, I mean, not like horses in the sky, but horses on the ground while you're in the sky is what I'm meaning. Yeah. Yeah. You have any plans to get any books you're going to read to the uh, animals? Because her treehouse actually overlooks a pasture, which is really kind of cool. So there's a lot of things you can share with the cows and the horses. Ghost stories.
1: I just want. I just want to get get it decorated.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do?
1: I don't know yet.
0: No, not sure. Any not style? Either. Any design? Any? Uh, well,
1: mostly modern. Is a what m- I'm,
0: modern treehouse.
1: Yeah, with like whites and blacks and that kind of like color scheme
0: okay this is this is more involved than i think that a lot of the tree houses that that a lot of us had as a child
1: you know what i have an idea what's that i'll do my designs on the inside on the wall of my tree house Mm -hmm. i think that would be cool
0: oh you mean like painting like actually like painting the walls
1: yeah myself
0: that would be interesting
1: yeah, like using my paints, uh-huh. my ideas.
0: What if um,
1: I can make an entire TikTok series about it?
0: That would be interesting. Another idea we could do in there: we could do one wall with, um, and I'm, I'm saying this at chalkboard paint, not chalk paint, but chalkboard paint. Where basically, then you can it it turns the wall into a chalkboard essentially, and then you can clean it up do anything you want and keep redesigning it all you want if it was that
1: i know my idea is like get like an entire wall painted with primer myself i can do that myself Mm -hmm. now um and then like paint like a giant cactus or something
0: oh okay
1: that's my idea okay and i think it'd be really cool
0: i think it would be really cool
1: i can make a really cool tiktok series about that the
0: fact that you know what primer is is pretty impressive too for being eight
1: everyone knows what primer is no
0: no there's a lot of adults that don't know what primer is trust me
1: (laughs) white paint that you put on canvases or walls before you paint them adults that's what (laughs) primer is
0: (laughs) the world according to harper yes uh if you want to follow harper on tiktok it's uh hlv 961 uh just follow that and you'll find harper so, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's go to our first uh, ghost story of the day. This is not sure if this counts as a full on ghost story, but I have had deja vu and paranormal experiences happening around me for a good chunk of my life, ranging from silly to scary. It probably started when I was young. I was a kid that got bullied often. My kind of response was to sleep it off. When that, I guess I might have slept a bit too well because I swear I felt like I had an out of body experience. Even scarier was that the normal signs you're going to heaven, things were happening around me. Against my own will, kind of felt myself floating up in a very bright white light. My life flashing before my eyes. And as a kid, I was pretty much, well, my life sucked. Then out of nowhere, suddenly, my body kind of jolted. And I was now falling into a deep, deep blackness before I suddenly breathed and took a deep, deep breath. The kind you take when you've held your breath for so long that you're out of oxygen. For all intent and purposes, looking at my alarm clock, I had apparently not breathed for six minutes. That's when I started to notice things that I never noticed before. It was the little things that kids would find scary. Waking up in the middle of the night, seeing the door to the hallway bathroom open. And then noticing, despite everyone being asleep, the toilet is getting flushed. Sometimes once, sometimes twice. It happened on and off for about two or three years. Then what came next were moments of all I can say is divine intervention. This is probably the creepiest part of the story. When I was growing up, my grandfather was dying of cancer. And at one point I moved into my parents' room, and he and the medical equipment moved into my room. He died there, in my room, where my bed is. To this very day, on the day of the funeral, I remember my mother or grandmother telling me that the one thing he always wanted to do when going to heaven was found the greatest catch as he liked to fish a lot. Looking up, I saw a cloud that quite literally looked like a man who looked like my grandfather, due to the hat-like cloud holding up a line with a fish on it. You'd think that meant he moved on and was happy, but I feel like he's always watching over me because this is where the divine intervention starts. One day, while walking home from middle school, I got surrounded by a gang. They were high schoolers who smoked and hung around the area. One of them pulled out a knife and threatened to basically... Gut me for not giving up $5 a previous day. This is in a public area and nobody was trying to help me. Then an older man came out and shouted at them. It shocked all of us because looking down that street seconds ago, there was nobody there. But the man told me to run and run I did. I made it to my house just a few minutes. By the time my parents went to confront the issue, both the bullies and the man were gone completely. I never heard from them again. A few years after that in high school, I was walking home and listening to my MP3 player, which was only just starting to get popular at the time. I was listening to music loudly while walking home one day when suddenly the song had just stopped out of nowhere on the word jump. Before I could even think, I just listened and hurled my body from the sidewalk to a grassy uphill-like thing. The next thing I hear is a roar of a car and several people from my high school that I did not like me had tried to run me over on the sidewalk and left tire marks before bolting when they missed. I already passed the world limit at this point, but I had more divine intervention and eerie premonition moments that have been ongoing up to just a few years ago. As I said at the start, not sure if the out-of-body and other such things are described as ghostly, but I could at least make an interesting segue into another story, I think. Stay safe and happy 2021. For what it's worth. You have one of the
1: go- you have one of the most ghostly stories that I've ever heard. I can say that for sure.
0: So what makes it ghostly to you?
1: The little the the literal fact that the song stopped and something said jump mm-hmm. and missed a car crash. Yeah. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, that is. And it's one of those things where one could go. What do you mean? Is my MP3 player stuck? Or like, or is this a message? Maybe I should listen to this and do what it's saying. Yeah. And and thankfully that they had the mindset to do such a thing. What I was wondering about, and I, it 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 opens it up more to just this story because I, I think there was something ghostly going on here. But it is um, sleep apnea is a thing, and sleep apnea is when you stop breathing uh, in your sleep. Um, and it can go on for, um, short periods of time usually. And sometimes you wake up and you're trying to catch your breath. And that's why you have CPAP machines and things like that, that help to continue airflow, uh, into your lungs and such. But I do wonder how many people who have been undiagnosed with it, because you don't always realize that you have it, um, until someone else points it out to you. How many people that have this and wake up in the middle of the night? after not breathing for like five or six minutes and they've deprived their brain of oxygen for that long a time that they're literally hallucinating at three or four in the morning and it's really just a process of the brain that's going on because of the lack of oxygen and i wonder how often that happens and people confuse it for ghosts and don't realize that they have sleep apnea You know, I mean, that's not to discount stories where people have had ghostly experiences in the night. I think a lot of people have. And I think in this case there was. But I do wonder if that is occurring more than we realize. Because that could be if it's during the day and you are not breathing for five minutes. Number one, you could die. Um, But number two, if you don't die and you suddenly get your breath back, you're likely To not be seeing things quite correctly for a little while. You're going to hallucination is on the table for what could be happening. So it makes me wonder how much that is is playing into it.
2: Good point. So
0: something to think about. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a caller. Hi.
2: Hey there, Tony. It's Laura calling from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. And I've been listening to the podcast for a few weeks now. Um, It's nice to listen to as I am working from home. After the first story, I knew exactly what story I was going to share. And actually, just speaking now, I've got one other little one to share. Um, But I've been putting it off and and spooking myself out, so I didn't want to do it (laughs) Um, when I was home alone and freaked out. However, um, so the first little one was I had I think a great uncle in the family, and um, he was a big Montreal Canadiens fan, NHL, um, and it, my extended family were kind of a number of them were watching um, a Montreal Canadiens game in the Montreal Forum, and. Um, we are watching it at home on TV, um, and they were playing at home in the Montreal Forum. And my great-uncle was a the biggest Montreal fan, I guess. And anyway, they got a call that I think he had had a heart attack or something. And just around the time they got the call, they were watching the game on TV, and the power went out unexpectedly at the Montreal Forum. Nobody really knew what happened. It was out for a few minutes, I guess. And then my family got a call that he had actually passed away. And the time they get the second call, the lights came back on in the forum. Nobody really knows what happened. Anyway, that's just a little one I've heard um, growing up. But the story I'm mainly calling in to share today is when I was getting my teaching degree There was a day camp in the area that wanted teachers to run the day camp. Believe it or not, there weren't as many teachers as they would have hoped uh, looking to pick up summer work at a day camp. So they then reached out to the university for people who are training to be teachers. I was doing something else earlier in the summer. I worked out with my schedule. I accepted the job. I was a day camp leader for that summer. Anyway, sometimes I'd end up in the room with the younger kids. They were four years old. And, you know, they couldn't do a whole lot for themselves. Therefore, we had to, um, you know, help them with their snack. We had to, whenever we went outside, make sure everybody had their hat. We had to make sure everybody had their sunscreen on. and, And so... There was this one kid, um he was kind of you know, a little extra pale. He, he didn't he was a little bit more of a loner than everybody else, but you know, nobody had a problem with him. He didn't have a problem with anybody else. It was just sometimes he would have an empty chair near him and and you know, actually, I would hear him talk to himself sometimes, but that's not odd, therefore people have imaginary friends um but anyway one day we were getting ready to go outside and we've got kind of the assembly line of um of kids coming through um for each of the counselors to get rubbed up with their sunscreen before we go out anyway this day this kid was in my line and as i'm lathering him up i ask him you know who are you talking to kind of thing um, because earlier that day, again, he was talking to the empty chair beside him and just making conversation, you know, who are you talking to? And he said something like, oh, two boys or something. And I was like, oh, what are their names? And I can't remember if he told me their names or, or he didn't know. He shrugged it off and I said, oh just you know making conversation how old are they and he shrugged and he said i don't know and then it was the weirdest thing his body went rigid his eyes started looking right through me before they were you know warm and and he was like he was there it was a person there whatever but when i asked him how old these kids were He initially said he didn't know, then his body went completely rigid. He stared right through me, and he whispered, almost inaudibly, 18. Snapped out of it, came to again. It felt like there was personality back in his eyes. His body, you know, relaxed. And then he looked at me and said, 18. He snapped back into the rigid state again, eyes looking right through me, almost inaudibly again, whispered, 19. Snapped out of it, looked back at me, personality back in his eyes, and he said, and 19. I was so creeped out. I had goosebumps, like they say. I actually got goosebumps and, you know, my heart was racing and I was freaked out, but I'd pretty much finished putting the sunscreen on him at that point and I finished up, made sure he had his hat and shoes and everything and was like, right, next. But, oh man, it was really weird because when I asked him originally, he said he didn't know and his whole demeanor changed. He whispered something to me, almost as if, you know, somebody, something was speaking through him. It was the craziest thing, and it stands out in my mind as, um, as bizarre. And so I kind of, I tried to look up a little bit if, um, is it common for kids to have multiple, um, imaginary friends, and I guess it is, but... Is it common that their ages are, you know, 18 and 19? I would think maybe it would be common that they're about the same age as the kid. Or maybe, you know, an older adult or something. But it was the weirdest thing and I figured I'd share. And that's my ghost story. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work with the show. Bye. Well, that's certainly creepy. Yeah.
0: I think anytime you have something where it feels like another person is, or entity or something is coming through someone, uh, delivering a message verbally, that's scary.
1: I don't think a four-year-old should be hanging out with like a ghost, eighteen or nineteen-year-old. <laughs> that just sounds weird. It
0: would be weird in life, and it sounds weird as a ghost.
1: It does.
0: But I, I'm wondering if the ghostly 18 or 19 year old just sees the child as a, an easier conduit for delivering a message through than someone who's older. I don't know. I mean, it's still, I think as a human, you'd have to be like, yeah, but they're a kid. I don't want to do that. You know, some, I don't know, maybe they're an asshole or <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things where, um, it's, it's kind of, it's bizarre to think of, of. What what is that child what's going through their mind? It'd be one of those things they they probably look back on and go, Yeah, I don't remember that at all.
1: No kidding, you were possessed when you said that.
0: <laughs> so for you it's like, yeah, you're possessed, you're not gonna remember it, of course. Yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah. It's uh a scary story. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Uh, 855- 853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to another caller. Hi, you're on the air.
3: Hi, my name's Danny Smith. Uh, My story is back in 1999 to 2000 when I was a deputy sheriff. I was a school resource officer for a county in Idaho. My partner and I we're doing uh his school was having a football game so i came to help be kind of watch over the kids that were there and with him and you know toward the end of the game we get a call and we're dispatched to it where they're out on this old highway that goes through a town called wilford anyway out on the old highway there's a uh, they said that these people said that they hit a motorcycle. And they're all freaked out, and there's more than one 911 call that came in because uh, some of the people dri- that was around them in, on the same road they seen it. So we go lights and sirens out there and uh, get up there, and I'm looking around for a motorcycle and a damaged car, and nothing's damaged. There's no motorcycle, no body, no nothing. Except the people that saw this happen, the people driving the car said they they uh, are going along, and the car behind them they see a motorcycle come around it, and then go behind them and then come back around, and cut right in front of them. And when they cut, in, when it cut in front of them, they see they seen a young man on it, but he hit, they hit the motorcycle, his body bounced off the hood, hit the windshield, cracked it. And went over the back of the car and they ran over the motorcycle. They felled all this stuff. And the car in front of them told me that they seen all this stuff. The cars behind them said they seen it too. Now, upon further, you know, investigation of it, I i this goes to some other stories that happened with my family. Uh, if there was a kid that used to ride his motorcycle when he moved pipe back in the oh, it was probably the mid-70s and he got hit by a car out there and uh anyway we my my brother who is uh, he's older than me and when he was younger and riding driving out there coming home from a rodeo or something same thing happened to him and there were witnesses but there was no motorcycle no body no skid marks no nothing no damage to the vehicles. And then while I was in the Navy, my nephew, coming back from his girlfriend's house using my mom and dad's car, did the same thing. They're, he's going down the road, and next thing he knows, he's hitting this motorcycle, and there are witnesses again. But when it was looked at, the car's not damaged, there's no motorcycle, there's no body, there's no nothing. And everybody there is kind of freaked out, just like before. So, you know, I I looked into this, and like I said, it was a, well, someone had crashed on their motor, got hit by a car on their motorcycle there years before, and, you know, it could be a residual. It sounds like a residual to me, but, you know, I don't know. It's never happened to me other than responding to the accident that this supposedly happened. And it, you know, like I said, when I got there, there was nothing. Same stories, same everything. And this has happened to quite a few people in the area I lived in. Um, I want to tell one more story. When I was, uh, oh, I was a young, I was probably in fifth grade, fourth grade, something like that. And me and my niece were downstairs in my mom, in my mom and dad's bedroom. We were in in their bed and um my sister or my brother we he we heard him pull up in his uh, firebird you could tell by the sound of the motor and and the you know coming across the gravel of the driveway and uh we hear him open and close the door he'd uh, been in a rodeo you know accident broke his leg and it was healing so he had a cane and you heard him walking the cane clicking up the the sidewalk up under the porch you hear him open the door and my mom says Tom I'm glad you're home and I'll shoot you didn't hear anything he just went upstairs clicked on the light and then clicked it off okay now back to where I said something about my sister my sister and her friends were on our street, up on the corner by all uh, these old wheat silos and this machine shop, and they saw my brother Tom in his Firebird, and he passed them and went and parked, and they saw him go up the, ste- the sidewalk, up the steps in the house, and they, they saw the light click on and off upstairs in his bedroom. Okay. This is where it gets weird. Five minutes later, Tom comes around the corner. They see him again, and he waves at him. and he goes and pulls into the driveway. And I remember this. Me and my mom and my niece heard him pull up again. We heard him come in, and and, uh, my mom said, Tom, you already came home. He goes, what? (laughs) He... I don't know what to call that. What would that be? I would like to know your your feelings on both these stories, but I've got a quite a few more. I just want to see how these go. Um, if you you know, I I do want to become a EPP member of it someday. But anyway, I'd like to hear your feedback on these stories, and I thank you for taking the time to listen to me and. And I hope to hear from you again. Thank you. Bye.
1: Well, if there were to be like a back window or a window that you could have easily snuck out of to like re pull in or something like that.
0: <laughs> what are you referring to?
1: Like sneaking out, mm-hmm. getting back on to the vehicle and then mm-hmm. like going around the corner and freaking them out. <laughs>
0: Highly unlikely, though.
1: Yeah, highly unlikely.
0: Yeah, much more ghostly than anything else. Um, I, I think on the uh, the motorcycle, you know, situation. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect residual ghost story where people see this happen, people believe it happened, they experience it, and it's probably that moment you know replaying itself over and over and over. And then the thing with the guys in the house walking up the steps and. No responses. I'm glad you're home. What is that? I I don't know what. I mean, if if she saw the person, if if there was more than just sound, I guess you could kind of put that almost into the doppelganger category. But I don't know. I mean, sometimes these things just happen and it, it didn't seem like it was very interactive. So, I mean, it really could have been anything. It could have been a residual. It could have been so many things that really they didn't even know that you're paying attention to it or even caught it. They're just doing their thing. And, you know. It happens to co-mingle with you.
1: Yeah. The thing with the doppelganger, you don't really know if it's paranormal or if it's like...
0: Unless it's in your house. Yeah. Then it's a little different. But uh, there's there's doppelganger stories where uh, the encounter occurs and it's in public. It's like, what the... Who is that? What is that? And then, you know, they're gone. So... There's a lot of possibilities when it comes to doppelganger stories as far as what is um, what's occurring. But when it's in your own house. I think it makes it a little a little scarier. I mean, there's a lot of things that houses can do to make noise and all that. And there's, you know, airflow and doors that can slam easily, um, you know, in totally different portions of the house because somebody opened a door in a different area. It's not ghostly. It's just the dynamics and airflow of a house. But there's, there's specific sounds. You don't typically have airflow that sounds like somebody walking up the stairs or things yeah. that are very um, obvious as to what they are. So thank you for sharing uh, those experiences with us. It was, those are some good stories. If you've got more of them, we'd love to, uh, to hear them. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air, become an extra podcast person and EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories get access to all of our advanced episodes bonus episodes uh the archive ebook audiobook it's all there again ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for harper i'm tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online